So we're up to Simon Petas Sif Beis. The yesterday, last week, we talked about the obligation to wait uh, six hours, one hour, three hours v'chulu, and that's after meat before milk. So I want to mention a quick halacha. We're going to see. This is here. So I mentioned agav in the shear, and I mentioned Friday night as well that if you eat French fries from a Flashic restaurant, you have to wait six hours because the oil that they fry the French fries, they fry chicken in. So the chick, so the oil has a status of chicken soup. You're frying the French fries in the oil, you have to wait six hours. To me, it was a pretty pushit thing. I didn't really think much about it. Mentioned it Friday night. Someone came over to me and said that there's a very chash of a rav in the neighborhood who, who, uh, who said that you don't have to wait six hours. So I... I, I, I wasn't, ner- I mean, I'm not nervous. I, I think it's pretty partial. You do. I'm not in disagreement. I'm not a bar hachi to disagree. I just, I think he, what he's saying is more of a chiddish. So he asked and he said that there's a shach. We're going to see the shach later. He said it's a shach. I said, no, it's not what the shach says. The shach, the shach, um, it's an extrapolation of the shach. I don't mind if there's a rav who wants to make a big chiddish. That, that's fine. I, I don't have to uh, be mechavan to the chiddushim. But that's not what the shach says. But I was, I was questioning a little bit, so I opened up a sefer, Rabbi Olbaum just came out with a sefer called Piske Minchas Chen, where it's basically, they wrote down his psakim on all different topics. In that sefer, Piske Minchas Chen, Daf Kuf Lamed Vav, he writes as follows, If you have uh, fries from a fleshic restaurant, uh, you have to wait six hours. And you should not be lenient whatsoever. Now they bring down on the bottom, and by the way, Rabbi Oben says in Adichidish, this is interesting, hey, it makes sense. It also makes sense that if the fries that come from a restaurant have the status of that fries, meaning fleshic restaurant, the fries are fleshic. A milk restaurant, they fry uh, cheese sticks, right? So that means that they're frying cheese in the oil. So that means that the oil also has a status of chalavi. So that means that if you're fleshic, you're not allowed to have fries from a pizza shop within six hours. So the bottom of that sefer is, um, there's a chosh of a yid, he's from the neighborhood Scotchless, uh, you know, so, uh, uh, what's his name? I think Yehuda Scotchless? I think his name is, I'm sorry. So Scotch, Dr. Scotchless' son, he became a very big Pesach. He's, yeah, he's a very chosh of a yid, and he's becoming a very chosh of a Pesach. So he writes the bottom commentary to Rabbi Olam. So he brings down that, Rabbi Olbam's psak is that you have to wait six hours from fries from a Felicia restaurant. So I felt a little better knowing that, okay, <laughs> I wasn't, you know, I wasn't off. Um, he said that Rav, there are Paiskin that are lenient, so that Rav from the neighborhood um, is also not terribly wrong. And he says, I think he, he says that he heard that Rishlema Miller from Toronto is also lenient, that you don't have to wait six hours. But Scotchless on the bottom talks about this, so he says he has no idea why. It's Mamish the same oil. There could be chicken fried at the same time, like, like and, and and it tastes, it, it changes the flavor. I, like, it's there. It's like it's like a spoon of chicken soup. Like he doesn't understand why, and he ends off that he says that he spoke to Rav Israel Orbach and Rav Nevinsol, and they both said he have to wait six hours. So he doesn't understand, but that's so I I, um, I feel comfortable with that uh, that psak that I think that people should wait six hours if they have fries from a fleshic restaurant. I think you're fleshic. Okay, so that was last week we talked about. So what's the alternative though? 
five hours? No, they, they say nothing. Nothing at all. Again, I don't, oh. I, I don't get it. <laughs> but they, they, they say... You it together, right? Yeah, but, but they're saying that, that it's not, it's not flashing. It's like flashing equipment. Now, and they, again, they say there's a shach. Now, I'll, t- I'll tell you like this. We're going to see the shach inside. The premise of the shach, well, we'll see it inside, but the premise of the shach is that you can have something in halacha that's considered fleshik, but you don't have to wait six hours. <clears throat> Meaning you could have something in halacha that's called basar. In halacha, it's called meat, but you don't have to wait six hours. Meaning the requirement to wait six hours, because as you saw last time, it has to do with the coating of the throat and the meat between your teeth. It requires meat in halacha as opposed to something that has the halachic status of meat. I'll give you an example. We're going to see this later on. There's a teaching of Kiveger. Again, we'll see it later on, but I'm going to be a little low all over the place today because I'm a little bit all over the place in my mind. Rav Kiveger has a shita. That is, that if you cut an onion with a fleshic knife, we know, it's not Rekhivegar, we know that the onion is fleshic. Mamish basar. Basar mamish. And if cheese were to fall on those onions, it's basar b'chalav, potentially daraisa. Like, you cannot eat, those those onions are basar. Rekhivegar says that if you eat those onions, you don't have to wait six hours. So what do you see? You see that something can have the status of meat, but you don't have to wait six hours. So they apply the same thing to the French fries. I, I think it's a, I think it's a stretch, but uh, you don't have to wait six hours. It doesn't require trigger the waiting six hours. By the way, the opposite, the opposite is not true. There's a sheet of the prima godem. The prima godem holds that while you're already fleshik, you can't eat onions that were cut with a milchik knife because. The onions are chalavi. It may not be besari regarding triggering six hours, but once you're already in six hours, you had a burger, you're not allowed to eat milchik or anything that has the status of milk during six hours. You wouldn't be allowed to eat. So by the way, this is actually negeya because a lot of times you're fleshik and you'll say like, okay, I'll, I'll have a, uh, I'll go to a, a pizza shop. I can't, can't get the fries, can't get the pizza. I'll have soup. Soup's parav. You ask them, is, is it parav? It's parav. But if they're sautéing the onions in a milchik pan, or if they're cutting the onions with a milchik knife, it's not parav. It's chalavi. And you wouldn't be allowed to have it during six hours. Again, if you were to have those onions cut with a fleshik knife, it's basar, but it doesn't trigger six hours. But if you're within six hours, you can't eat the onions that are cut with a milchik knife. Which, by the way, is, again, it seems confusing if the questions let me know, but that's why also the, the, the concept of I have parav soup in my house is only possible if you have par of knives or par of frying pans. If you don't have par of knives, you do not have par of soup. You either have milchik or fleshik or probably treif. Those, those are the things. I have this sometimes. It'll be like, oh, it's par of. Well, it makes it par of. There was a, 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 a take it. Regardless of the onions. No, because of onions. Because of onions. Uh, okay. Soups generally have onions. And onions, if you cut them with a milchik knife, they have a status of milk. If you cut them with a milchik knife, they have a status of meat. It doesn't matter even with, not within 24 hours. We'll get to that. So it, you can't have a pyre of soup if there are onions in it if you, uh, if you don't have a pyre of, if you have no pyre of knives because then the onions are either milchik or fleshik, which means the pot is either milchik or fleshik. There was a, a takeout place in the neighborhood. So I was, I didn't want to be fleshik. So I said, it said, uh, it said meat equipment. <clears throat> It said pariv, but like uh, meat equipment or whatever. So, uh, no, it said pariv, just a pariv. So it was like a knish or something. So I said, are there onions in this? Yes. So what knife did you use to cut the onions? Fleshic knife. So it's not pariv. Again, I don't have to wait six hours. The problem was someone, it wasn't for me, someone in the shul took that knish, heated it up in a milchic microwave. 
He called me up and asked me, is it a problem? So I said, well, is it parav or fleshik? He said, it's parav. So I said, but wait a minute. There are onions in the knish. Yes. Who, what, they cut it with fleshik. So I called up the vad, not to get them in trouble. I just said, you got to tell them they got to change the sign. It's not parav. It's, it's, it's not even fleshik equipment. It's fleshik. Yes. Will people think you have to wait six hours? Okay, whatever. One of the things that will come up that we'll see when we get to the shach and to the circuvegar is that it takes a lot to trigger waiting six hours. Like, I, I don't know, I could be completely wrong about this, but when I was younger, I remember speaking to Art Bergman about this, if you get like a, a kugel from Milmar, they'll tell you it's flashing. I don't know, I, I don't know, I, I probably don't know. You'd have to ask a shyly, you have to know how it's done. I don't know if you have to wait six hours for it, because the only way you have to wait six hours is if there's mamish like schmaltz. Like, let's say... They heated up the potato kugel in the oven at the same time as chulant. So I wouldn't eat that potato kugel with milchik. And even if you want to call it bisari regarding avoiding cheese, but to wait six hours, you see from a piveger, it takes a lot. And you see from the shach, it takes a lot. And we'll see it inside. So that's where those rabbanim are coming from. The sotu it is with the fry, with the fry oil. I think it's, it's not What's comparable. What's if I take a fleshing knife? And then cut onions, and then a- and afterwards I uh, I want to cut an apple. Can I eat that apple after the knife is clean? And I cut the apple. Can you keep the apple after the milchitz, not together with the milchitz, but after. Yeah, milchitz. yeah. We're gonna get to the laws of onions and knives later on, but yes. Not everyone has you know the right no, type so. of knife for both. Correct. Things. We'll get to that later on. You can't on. eat the apple with milchitz itself, but you could eat it. You apple. probably could even cut if it's clean. You probably can eat it with milchitz also. Yeah, it's the onion. It's the onion. It's it's let's not say, the knife. Let's say it doesn't even have an onion. Let's say you take a, a knife and you're constantly cutting so, hot meat with it, hot roasts. So it's a fleischer knife. It's a knife, and then a week later, you just the knife is clean. You cut it. If the knife is super clean, it's fine. The, the is problem clean, is yeah. that historically knives were not really clean, which is what we talked about yesterday: the stabbing in the ground, which we'll get to actually. It's we, actually in this we, in this simon. Uh, no, we could, but you have to make sure that it's super clean. The average ha- knife in your house may not be super. Yeah, not you, a but that. Touch of uh, grime somewhere in the end of the thing. It yes. And you have to wait six hours? No, you don't have to wait six hours, but so you can't eat it. Six hours. No, you're not going to wait six hours. Uh, well, we'll get to it. So all of this was regarding meat to milk. Now let's talk the opposite. What about milk to meat? What's the requirement? So the Shulchan Aruch writes in Simon Petasif Beis, Ochal Kvina, if you eat cheese, You could eat meat right away. There is no requirement to wait six hours, one hour, nothing. We'll see. There is a minig amongst many chassidim. They wait a half hour. It's such a thing that they wait a half hour. We'll see where that's from. But there's no technical requirement from the Shulchan Aruch to wait any time after milk to meat. We'll talk about aged cheese in a little bit. But all dairy, according to the Shulchan Aruch, you do not have to wait any time. What do you have to do? Here's what you got to do. If you want to go from milk to fleshik, there's three steps. Firstly, you got to wash your hands. If they were eating, if you're eating with your hands, they used to eat with their hands. So if you're eating with your hands, you got to wash your hands to make sure that there's no meat uh, residue on your fingers. Okay, I mean, make sure your hands are clean. They move balaylish and yochlayin oisem hated sarchel rachim. You have to wash them. Number two, sarchel kaneach piv ulahadicha. You have to eat something and rinse your mouth out. So kinuach who sheyilois pass via kaneach by piv yofa. Kinuach means to eat something in between. Eat a cracker. Eat something. You can't eat like um, uh, fruit by the foot. Because uh, that actually sticks to the teeth, um, but eating something, eat uh, eat uh, a cracker, eat a piece of bread, eat something, and you have to rinse your mouth out. 
except for like um, uh, dates and figs, because those are actually, those will just stick to your teeth. They're actually not going to clean the, the dairy out. Then rinse your mouth out. And this is only if you're eating meat, not if you're eating uh, chicken. Fine. Now, according to the Shulchan Aruch, there is zero requirement to wait any time uh, between dairy and meat. And, and the Mechaber doesn't make any distinction between aged cheese or not. Then writes the Ramah, Some opinions say you have to wait a full six hours. Okay. So you have opposite extremes. You have nothing, you have six hours. How are we holding? We hold a middle sheet, which is, when it's aged cheese, we wait six hours. When it's not aged cheese, we don't wait six hours. That's the opinion of the Shulchan Aruch, of the Ramah. And even when it comes to aged cheese, some are lenient. And you shouldn't be moicha, those that are lenient, because... Again, the, 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 the opinion of the Shulchan Aruch is you don't have to wait at all even when it comes to aged cheese. But the minig is to, is to wait for aged cheese. By the way, one quick point. So now, before we get to aged cheese, now, the Shulchan Aruch says that there's no requirement to wait. Put aged cheese aside. There seemingly is no requirement, according to the Ramah, practical halacha, to wait any time. you got to just rinse your mouth out, eat something. That's it. So where does the concept of waiting a half hour come from? So L'choyra, it comes from this. If you look at the Shach in Tezayin, the Shach in Tezayin says, V'kosaf b'seifem etzarf l'chochma, d'elfi mashin izbor b'sif alef, d'achar achilas boser noigel l'hamten sh'achas, imkein evshe d'gam ha-zoyer mo'idish l'yosar ak b'sudachod b'shaytachod. The Zoyer famously said that for dairy you have to wait as well. So, here's the Svar. According to the Zoyer, it could be you have to wait six hours. All dairy. Right? The Zarya says, by all dairy, you have to wait. Now, it could be he says six hours, but says the Shach like this. Ashkenazim, we said last week, there's an opinion that holds an hour. It could be that to fulfill the sheet of the Zoyar, to wait after dairy, even non-aged cheese, an hour suffices. The waiting a half hour is because, as we also said last week from Revaren Cutler, Revaren held five and a half is close enough. Within a half hour is close. So if you have to wait an hour to fulfill the Zoyer, and a half hour is close enough, so you wait a half hour. That, that, that's L'chaira, the source of waiting 30 minutes after dairy. But again, that's to fulfill the Zoyer. The Shulchan Aruch does not pass in the way. The Ramah also doesn't pass in the way. We hold the only have to wait for time for aged cheese. Now, I'll tell you a Shaila I had. I don't know if what I did was correct. I'm not really asking anybody. I probably should ask somebody afterwards, but uh, this is years ago. Case was like this. My mother, I think it was my mother, she had a salad. And there was it was Friday afternoon. She took like one bite of a salad. Turns out it had Parmesan cheese on it, crumbled on top. Parmesan cheese is aged cheese. Now, what's the definition of aged cheese? If you look at the Shach and Tesvav, Minastamim he Yeshanab, Shishadoshim Khashiva Kasha. Aged cheese is any cheese that's aged six months. Parmesan cheese is aged six months. Because she took this one bite. Maybe got some Parmesan cheese in her mouth. She can't eat the Friday night meal. Which, Friday night meal is a, it's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah from the Nevi'im to have basar. Not just that, to be sitting out with everyone. So here, here okay, so I, I said it's fine. I said you don't have to, you know. 
Now, the, the reason why I felt to be Megal is like this. You see from the Ramah that the whole, even waiting aged cheese, not everyone held that way. Now again, the minute of Kla Yisrael is to do it. I'm not Chasashalm saying that you, you should be Mizalzal in it at all, but historically, not everyone held this way. Look how Ramosha describes this minute. This is a truva from Ramosha. This is in Yerdeya Simichavav. Ramosha was asked the question, the question was asked, if you got a vitamin of meat, can you eat it after dairy? So Ramosha said, uh, why not? After dairy, there's no requirement to wait. Dairy to meat, there's no requirement to wait. So Ramosha didn't understand the question. Ramosha says, Vada in a klum, what's the problem? You don't wait at all. Right? You have a pill that's a liver pill. So it's a pill that has meat in it. So they asked Ramosha, the, the, by the way, it turns out the person made a mistake when he asked the Shaila. He actually meant, do I have to wait six hours after eating the pill? But, but the way he wrote it was, can I eat it after milk? So Ramosha said, after milk, you could always eat meat. What's the problem? If you want to have a burger after milk also. So Ramosha said, oh, maybe you mean is you had aged cheese. Now you want to know if you could take the pill because they have to wait six hours. Says Ramosha, because we know that we're machmer not to, to wait six hours after aged cheese. Says Ramosha, it's a chumra. He says, if you look at the Ramah, we pass you don't have to wait six hours even after aged cheese. Ramosha called waiting six hours after aged cheese a chumra. Again, it's something that you should be machmer about, but he called it a chumrah. So I have a list over here for the record. I'll just run through them very quickly. So um, this is from Rev Forst's uh, Kosher Kitchen of, of what's considered aged. The only types of cheeses that are relevant that we would eat is cheddar is aged, Asiago is aged, Parmesan is aged, Reggiano, Romano, and Swiss from Switzerland, not Swiss from America. Swiss cheese from Switzerland. Swiss. It happens to be from the FDA, they have to write how long it's aged. So if you look on like Parmesan cheese. It, why it, aged cheese? Why is that? So, so, oh, so here, okay, that's actually a very good challenge. Why is that? So, so it's funny. People thought it was because there's a sharpness to the cheese. And the problem was people wanted to taina, and there was some Rabbanim and Eretz Yisrael, big place can move all this way, that nowadays you could have cheese that didn't age for six months, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's sharp. Rebelsky felt so strongly that that was a mistake, and he writes in his sefer again. I don't have it in front of me, but next to me, I'm reading it. He mamish says that like he says this is an example of like not understanding, like Mitzias, and not understanding like he he felt very strongly. So the truth is, pashtus the issue with cheese is the same issue with meat. It coats the throat, and potentially it can get in between your teeth. Pastures, that's it. Meaning aged cheese is hard enough that it'll get stuck in between your teeth. And aged cheese is fatty enough that it'll coat the throat. Now the reason why that's significant is because everyone knows this Yad Yehuda. There's a sheet of the Yad Yehuda that holds that um, the Yad Yehuda sheet is. It's a Pirish on Shulchan Aruch on, on Yerodeh. The Yad Yehuda held that if the Parmesan cheese is melted in, you don't have to wait six hours. That's the Yad Yehuda sheet. So if you have pizza or Big Ziti, where there's Parmesan cheese melted in, he says you don't have to wait six hours. Now, L'chaira, it's a strange shita, because Rav Yashiv pointed this out. Rav Yashiv gave a shear on this, and Rav Yashiv, in, in, in his, I think it's on, on, on Chulin, Rav Yashiv said, that's assuming, because the Adi Yehuda holds the main problem is, code, is, is, is in between the teeth. 
if the main problem by meat is in between the teeth, that means the main problem by dairy is in between the teeth. And once it's melted in, it's obviously not going to be in between the teeth. But if the problem is coating the throat because of oil, melting it in doesn't remove the oily factor. It's actually probably more oily now. So he says, Lachari, you should have to wait six hours even after melted. And that's the opinion of the Benish Chai. The minig of Klal Yisrael, I can tell you, the minig of most people is to be lenient. If it's melted in, they don't wait six hours. Perhaps the reason is because you have Ramosh's perspective on the entire thing, which is that it's a Chumrah. You have the Ramah, Shulchan Aruch doesn't even mention it, the Ramah brings down, in Limchais, you shouldn't be Moicha people that are lenient, and you have the Ad Yehuda, you put it all together. That the, but by the way, sprinkled Parmesan on a salad, that you don't have the Ad Yehuda's hat. The Ad Yehuda's hat is that once it's melted in, it won't get in between the teeth, but if it's sprinkled in a salad, I, I don't think the Yad Yehuda will be really in it. Melted, in melted it. yeah. Most, most Rabbanim will tell you it's fine, yeah. Well, they were trying to figure out what, after six months, there's a certain sharpness to the food. Like if you eat like, like it's, a str- it's a strong flavor, it's like a strong flavor. It's, like, it's literally sharp. Yeah. Like, no, no, it's not, definitely not connected to the digestion. So the question was, if you have a cheese that's made in two weeks, that's also sharp, you should have to wait. And Rebelsky's saying, no, there's a certain fattiness, there's a certain heaviness to the cheese that dafka comes from aging six months that you don't get so, from American cheese. So the sharpness was completely, it was a made-up... Well, it's, a, it's just, it's irrelevant. It's not made up. It's coating the throat in between the teeth. It's, it's, a, it's a thickness and it's a fattiness. That, 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 that the point is Chazal, Chazal, the Rishonim understood that if it's aged for six months, it's reached that criteria of fatty and, and hard. Right, but sharpness is totally unrelated to those two things, so why, would that, why did that become the... Rabelsky felt that it was a mistake. I'll tell you, in Eretz Yisrael, there were many big Rabbonim that held that the yellow American, you know, like the Israeli cheese, American trees of Israel, the, I guess Israeli cheese, Givina Tzuhuva, it's, 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 it's yellow. There are many Haredim that will wait six hours from that. Because they say it's 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 fatty, it's whatever. Ravelsky says it's not aged six months. It's it's six months. It sits in the fridge. By the time you get it, Ravelsky says the enzymes, the process of making cheese. There's a certain heaviness that comes with six months, and it didn't happen with this cheese. According to like someone who holds that the issue is that it gets stuck to your teeth. Yeah. Let's last week. Let's say you eat something and then you go to the dentist afterwards. Oh. And you really get a real teeth clean. So. Does that change anything? So there's, yeah. For sure, it's it's gone. Yeah. So so it's funny. So they bring down over here, they bring down over here that um, while technically that should help, Chazal across the board. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's um, yeah. Chazal Chazal uh, uh, across the board decided that it's not going to be a. It's not even if you're master all the meat. They say it doesn't help. Yep. Um, okay, let's let's go weiter. The Shulchan Aruch writes in Gimel. The Shulchan Aruch writes, "Ochel Tavshe Shel Bosser Mutlecha Rochav Tavshe Shel Kvina." Okay, fine. I'll, I'll tell you outside. Sif Gimel. Uh, we'll run through it. You have Tavshe Shel Bosser. Tavshe Shel Bosser is where you're not eating meat, but eating something cooked with meat. Chicken soup. Okay, chicken soup is a Tavshe Shel Bosser, right? You're not eating the chicken. You're eating the vegetables and the liquid, the broth cooked with chicken soup. The actual chickens in the. It, it, True, but I'm saying, but let's say you're just eating the soup. So says the Mechaber, You could eat uh, the equivalent of dairy. Let's say you have a soup that you made that you put, there was cheese in the soup, like uh, onion soup that cheese is cooked in. 
So after chicken soup, you could instantly eat the onion soup, which no, obviously none of us do. Because according to Shulchan Aruch, basically chicken soup, you don't have to wait six hours from chicken soup. Because you're not eating the meat, you're eating something cooked with the meat. Says the Mechaber, Fine. You don't have to wait six hours. We're now machmer. We we wait six hours. According to Mechaber, you could have fries that was cooked in. Uh, Correct, potentially, but I think the minute even amongst Sfaradim is, is their machmer. So here's the deal. Look at this next line of the Ramah, and this is where the shach comes in. That that shach that they quoted, and the Rav Kivegar I mentioned before. The, shach, the, shach, the Ramah says like this: Let's say you have rice. But there's no meat in the rice. Rakshin is bashil al basar. It's just cooked in a meat equipment. Meaning, you take a fleshik pot. No meat in the pot, but it was just used for meat. But it's clean. No, no meat in the pot. You cook rice in that in that pot. So that rice is what we call meat equipment. Says the Ramo, You don't have to wait six hours. Look, meaning you don't have to wait six hours from meat equipment. Okay, here's the problem. That sounds pretty good. I get, I get that. That's a good halacha. I get it. You have to wait six hours when there's meat, but this is meat equipment. Who who wrote this halacha? This is the Rama, but who is he quoting? So if you look in the uh, in in um, they bring down on, on the top. This is this is quote. This is a quotation at the end from the Beis Yosef. Beis Yosef was the Shulchan Aruch. Okay. Here's the problem. Meat equipment. The Beis Yosef himself, I mean, the Ramah is quoting it, but it's from the Shulchan Aruch. Meat equipment, you don't have to wait six hours. Sfaradim hold you could put cheese on meat equipment. This is one of the most important sugyas that we'll get to, and that's in Simen, um, I think it's in Simen Tzadi Hay. The sugya in Simen Tzadi Hay is, look at the Shach. The Shach is bothered by this question. Likamon, the Simen Tzadi Hay is boer, afilo ochlim kvina muter, dave nat bar nat. This we'll get to is called not bar not. Not bar not sounds very fancy. It sounds like a nice and tam bar not. It means meat equipment. That's what it means, meat equipment. You have a, a I'll, I'll make it easier. Go dairy, uh, go for, uh, meat equipment, right? So you, you take a, a fleshic pot, you cook noodles in a fleshic pot. Can you put cheese on the noodles? No. No, we don't. Ramah, Ashkenazim, no. Svaradim hold you could. Svaradim hold you could put cheese on it. Ramah, by the way, Ashkenazim, while we hold that you can't put cheese on it, if the cheese went on it, you could eat it. We don't make you throw it out. We hold that meat equipment, lichachila, we don't put cheese on it, but the evidence is fine. But according to the Shulchan Aruch, according to Svaradim, you could take that, those noodles, put cheese on it. So here's the kasha. The kasha is, what is the Mechaber telling us? Again, the Bishesif wrote this. The Ramah codified it, but the Bishesif wrote If you have meat equipment noodles, you don't have to wait six hours. You don't have to wait six hours. You could put cheese on it. What, what are we talking? Like, so the kasha is, why is the Mechaber telling me that you don't have to wait six hours? I could put cheese on it, according to the Mechaber. So what's going on over here? So you hear the kasha. So the Shach and Rav both say, it must be, the case is not noodles. The case is a little bit more complicated than that. And it must be where it's the type of situation where you cannot put cheese on it. But you still don't have to wait six hours. So what's the case? Again, if it's just straight up noodles, meaning when you read this Rama, meat equipment, you don't have to wait six hours. Classic, you think eggs, noodles. Problem is, the Mechaber himself holds you could put cheese on it. So why would the Mechaber write you don't have to wait six hours? According to the Rama, it kind of makes sense, but the Rama is quoting the Beis Yosef. So why, what, what's going on? 
So look at Rav Kiveger. Rav Kiveger says, I have my own answer. The case is onions. It's not noodles, it's onions. Meaning, you cooked onions in a fleshic pot. What, ha- what did I tell you before? When you cooked onions in a fleshic pot, the onions become fleshic, bisari. And if you put cheese on it, it's basa b'chalav. And says the mechaber, you don't have to wait six hours. So you're going to ask me a kasha. You can put cheese on it. Not by onions. Not by garlic. So that's, that's the Rekivega. Rekivega says, by the way, this is, and Ramosha codifies it. Ramosha brings it down in that same chub that I quoted before. So according to Rekivega, onions from a fleshic path, which are mamish fleshic, you don't have to wait six hours. But like I said before, if you're already fleshic, and if you're onions from a milk pot, you're not allowed to eat them. Fine. The shach has his own answer. Okay? The shach says like this. Again, bothered by the original kasha, which is, why does the mechaber say that meat equipment, you don't have to wait six hours, you're allowed to put cheese on it. So Rekhi said, it's not meat equipment with noodles, it's meat equipment with onions. Okay. Shach has his own answer. Shach says, Afilin is basho bekdeira shaloi hud chayofa. Sorry. Says the Shach, you know what the case is? The case is like this. You have a fleshic, you have a chilling pot. Okay? Or a chicken soup. Take chicken soup, you spill out the chicken soup, you can clean it. There's a little residue, there's a little meaty residue. You cook noodles in that pot. Are you allowed to put cheese on it? Absolutely not, because there's, there's, there's a little meaty residue. You don't want the meaty flavor, you were just lazy. Says the shach, you don't have to wait six hours. Okay, first of all, by the way, and this I told to Barry Simanowitz when I was talking to him, I said, you know anybody who would do this? No way. By the way, you, you go home and, 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 and your wife cooks onion, uh, noodles in, in the, in the cholent pot that she didn't clean out, so there's pieces of fleshik, and you can say, I don't, have to, I don't have to wait six hours. I'm telling you, I've never heard of anyone who actually practically holds it. Well, fine, finish on but what's the side of it? The side is you're not interested in the flavor of the meat. And there's not a lot of meat here. You just didn't clean it out. You were lazy. Look at the Pischei Tshuva. What's the case? He says it means even if there's not 60, meaning the meat, there's so much meat that there's less than 60 times. But says the Pischei Tshuva, Oh, so he says, um, but he brings down that there's a disagree. So, look, I'm not going to say it's wrong. These are big rabbonim. They, I said that if you take onions that are fried in uh, the oil, you have to wait six hours. He says, no. So I said, where do you get it from? He says, the shach. Okay. I don't know if this is what the shach is saying. The case of the shach is you have a big pot of noodles that you didn't clean out your chillin' pot, so there's a little bit of residue of meat, but you're not interested in the meat. You don't have to wait six hours. I don't know if it's the same thing in the case. Over there, you're taking french fries, and you're frying them in chicken soup. It's affecting the flavor. It's saturated in, in the buzzer. <laughs> in, in, it's in the buzzer. I don't know if it's applicable. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I'm not sure. I, I, I personally I question whether it's applicable. Over there, it's a little bit of meat... That you didn't clean out the noodles. And by the way, I even told the person, even then, who, who would hold that way practically? Nobody. Nobody actually practically. Again, I, you know. So anyway, um, but that's what the shach says. I will say this, though. You, I've had this in my house a lot where, like, my fa- someone in my house. <laughs> 
My mother and I, we don't like to become Fleshik Shabbos Day. So we're very, very protective of the Parav items. Like the potato kugel is Parav. Gotta keep it Parav. So we tell him, don't put your fork. <laughs> and of course, fork in the chicken. Oops, straight in. And there's always like, Kailus, it's fine. Do you have to wait six hours? No, I'm not waiting six hours. Because if you see from the Shach, and you see Rav Kiveger, it takes, uh, it takes a significant amount to make me wait six hours. I, over there, there's ma- a tiny bit of Basser, maybe Efshar on the end of the fork, maybe in this spot, Efshar, maybe. I, I don't think that's that. You're definitely not interested in the flavor. That's much the case of the Shach. Same type of idea as when, you're t- uh, as, as when someone's tasting it. Yeah. Over there, though, you could argue the Heter is the fact that you're not swallowing it. Okay. So fine. Um, let's just finish up the simon, and then we'll, we'll we'll pick it up next time from simon sadi alf. Uh, we're gonna sip, skip simon sadi. Simon sadi is uh, kichol. It's the laws of udder, like an udder from the cow, um, uh, and how to kasher an udder. I remember after learning these halachas, like it's it's incredibly not relevant because the FDA does not allow you to eat udder. First of all, it, it's gelatinous. It's like not doesn't taste good. Um, eat the actual udder, not milk. No, no, the actual udder, because the udder is basar, but it's saturated in milk. So you have to like kasher it like, like a liver. Like you have to cut it and score it, hit it against the wall so that the milk, let the milk drop out. So I remember my chavrusa like wanted to look into it, like maybe eating it. I'm not touching that. But like he said, well, you know, I said, first of all, I learned the shulchan aruch with you. I'm not confident in myself. He had a friend who's a butcher. The friend, uh, friend said, listen, uh, I can get a lot of trouble. Uh, the udder is, uh, the udder in the brain. I knew the brains. They they won't. Uh, you can't eat brains from cows or goats. They won't let you because it's the it's the quickest. Um, it's the quickest. Uh, uh, the the, the uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, the the dish that some people sweetbreads. Sweetbreads is not the brains. It's the glands. It's the, it's the lymph. It's by the lymph nodes. It's not. It's not the brains. It's, people think it's the brains. It's not the Maybe brains. Maybe it's a different animal. Maybe it's a sheep. No, brain. no, no. It's not. It's it's partial. You can Google. It's not. The 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 sweetbreads is not the brains. Um, it just looks like brains, but it's actually the it's the glands. But uh, the the FDA won't allow you to have it. Uh, because it's the quickest to uh, bacteria, it's the quickest to, to have bacteria in. But also, udders. Think about it, it's where the person is milking, so the hands are touching you the whole time. It, it can have a lot of effect. <laughs> it's also not again, I'm, I'm not learning it. So, we're going to skip Sim and Sadi, but let's just finish up Sif Dalit very quickly, and then we'll, uh, we'll stop. Sif Dalit, the Mechaber says, that we mentioned last time, which is that if you're eating uh, basar and then chalav, um, chalav and then basar. Oh, one more halacha, by the way. According to Mishabura, after m- milk to meat, you do not have to make a bracha achreina. That's according to the Mishabura. Meaning after meat to milk, you have to wait six hours. <laughs> Obviously, you're making a bracha achreina. But according, from milk to meat, not aged cheese, but let's say you had a slice of pizza and then you want to have a burger. Not a burger, you want to have a steak. Um... According to the Mishabura, the Zayar says you have to make a bracha achrayin, and the Mishabura disagrees. The Mishabura paskins, you don't have to make a bracha achrayin, so you can go in one meal. Mishabura is talking about the laws of Shavuos, that's how you have one meal. So, Anyway, um, so anyway, so if you're going from milk to meat, you have to remove the pieces of challah. You can't use the same challah from milk to meat. We spoke about this last time, because we're afraid that there's pieces of the challah will have residue. Uh, so we said last time it hits a dafka cut. If it's a large piece of challah, like a half of a loaf, it's not a problem, but even that, Ramosha says, he quotes the Grah, that it's not a problem, but he says, Kaddish it's a good thing to be machmer, even by a large loaf. So if you want to have sliced challah from Shabbos for the French toast, you have to take it off the table 
before the meat comes out, because once the meat's on the table, I would not use it for French toast. Then the Shulchan Aruch says, You're now let to eat meat and milk on the same tablecloth, on the same surface. This is the source, potentially, to have a fleshik uh, uh, um, uh, a placemat, and the milchik, either a milchik placemat or the milchik, the table's milchik. The source of having a placemat is from the Shulchan Aruch. To be fair, if you look in the Pischei Tshuva, he brings down from the Radvaz, that that was probably only required when they used to eat on the table with their hands. So when they were eating on the table, you couldn't eat on the table meat and then milk because we're afraid that it wasn't clean. But nowadays that we have plates and spoons and bowls, Pashas, you don't need a tablecloth, but it's the minig of Klai Yisrael. To have a tablecloth, to have placemats, that's the minig of Klai Yisrael. Could it be newspaper? Let's yeah, say? it could be anything. The point is just that... No, no, no. So... And you should not be taking a fleshic knife that you cut meat to cut cheese. You shouldn't be cutting cheese with a fleshic knife. Why? Because we're afraid that you didn't clean the knife properly, which means that there's meaty residue on the knife. And then you're going to cut cheese. It's going to be... More than that, you shouldn't take a fleshic knife and cut bread that you're going to make a grilled cheese out of because we're afraid the knife is not super clean. Now, if the knife is super clean, then it's fine. But the, we're afraid the knife is not super clean and the middle of Claudius is to not rely on clean knives. So you should not use a fleshic knife to cut a bread to make a grilled cheese. But if you clean it properly, it's allowed. What was the form of cleaning properly? They would stab it into the ground. It's called Ni'itza Bekarka. Then it's clean. But, although technically, so according to this, if I have a meat knife and I look at it, it's mamish pristine, I cut it with a steak, and then, but I cleaned it mamish, clean, 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 and I want to cut bread to make uh, pizza, to make uh, grilled cheese, technically it's allowed. But says the Ramah, one with this, Kfar Nogu Kol Yisrael, the Minig of Klal Yisrael, is Lies Lehem Shnei Sakinim, is to have separate Kalim for Milchik and Fleshik, and to make a sign on the knife that this is milchik or this is fleshik. And the minig actually was to make the sign that it's milchik and ein l'shanis. So while it's technically allowed to take a meat knife and cut dairy items, even if it's super clean, the minig of Klai Yisrael is not to, and we don't want to uh, be mezazel in that minute.